0: Um, If we can define what public-private is, that's going to be what the key thing is for everyone across the country. And for me to not continue this fight for like a little fine or because some is ridiculous. It would just be rude for me not to continue or rude for us not to keep fighting, you know, because so many people have given up so much more than we have.
1: Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 125, February 10th, 2019, with
2: your host, Mid Token.
1: Thank you all for listening. Today's episode, Lee Malloy, familiar character to the show, Frontline Cannabis warrior, International Church of Cannabis in Denver, Colorado. It started out as their one-year anniversary, 420 celebration, begins the spark of on-site consumption debate. What is public What is private. That's the issue. How we're going to define these things. Depending on how things happen in Colorado, we're going to hear that same language happen here. In Alaska, we have just approved on-site consumption first in North America. Beautiful day for us. Might be able to be rolled back. Definitely slowed down. The right people get into the Marijuana Control Board. We're not going to let that happen. Listen today, the tactics, strategies that are happening in Colorado. This is crazy. It's been legal there for so long. And yet this is still conflict. city spends thousands of dollars to win a $50 misdemeanor. It's not about the $50, is it? This is cannabis policy for the United States. New mayor coming in Denver could change everything for these guys. Again, us in Alaska have to watch those that came before us. Washington, Oregon, Colorado. Those of you that are in States that came after Alaska, you got to be seeing what's happening with us. Watch Colorado. Watch the International Church of Cannabis. Jury rights. Jury nullification. Let's start with my first talk with Lee Malloy back in 2018.
0: We'll be in uh, the courtroom uh, at the end of this month on the 28th uh, with a trial by jury. Uh, deciding on the, the legality of what we're doing here uh, Because even though cannabis is, is recreationally legal here in Colorado It's not legal to, to use it in public and the church is considered <coughs> to be a public place So basically we're, we're, going, we're going, to be up in, going to be up in front of the courtroom again And they're going to decide whether or not we can keep doing this legally So I even, there's no, I have no answer. I have no simple solution. I have no like magic fix that, you know, makes it suddenly okay to do this thing. I'm going to stay in constant
1: touch with you, Lee, because like I said, you are two years ahead of us. If we would start a church now, we'd be sitting where you are now in two years being brought up on a jury trial. What a beautiful thing, Lee, that you're being brought to a jury trial, jury nullification. Has, Has your jury been chosen yet? No. Wow, so when when is the trial? I'm going to definitely pay, pay attention. And if uh,
0: I, it's on the 28th, yeah, it's the last day of the month.
1: Is this having to do with the Clean Air Act?
0: Uh, yeah, it's partly the Colorado Clean Indoor Air Act, and uh, also it's partly uh, just uh, basically smoking cannabis in a public place, Is the, are the two things they're bringing us up on, so...
1: Yes, that's what we're dealing with that right now. Our cannabis control board is talking back and forth about on-site consumption Uh, and Denver you guys are really close to on-site consumption, right? Yeah, it's gonna be a farce. Hopefully that just happens before things get too deep with you guys and it's just let go
0: Yeah, I don't know. This has been dragging on now for months for like months and months (laughs) Uh, Several months and uh so I don't know what the city's trying to achieve or whether they're gonna let it go or whether they're gonna just keep trying to bleed us dry financially and through the by making us pay for lawyers or something, yeah. Who knows? So it's a, it's nice. all a big it's all a big battle. But you know, it's one uh it's one worth having I think right now.
2: Hey, good doers of Alaska. Tom here with Good Cannabis. Just wanted to take the opportunity to give you an update on all of our sales this upcoming week. Sunday, February 10th through Sunday, February 17th. Sunday, February 10th, $35, all 10-pack good gummies. That's 50 milligrams of infused THC. Monday, February 11th, $12, one gram Chemdog King Rolls. Tuesday, February 12th, $150, good half ounces. Wednesday, February 13th, $27, 2 grams, 707 headband flour. Thursday, February 14th, $150 good half ounces. Friday, February 15th, $45 good eighths. Saturday, February 16th, $12 good one gram king rolls. Sunday, February 17th, $35 all good gummies. That's 10 packs, 50 milligrams infused THC. As always, we'd like to thank Mid Toker and look forward to seeing you down at the shop. And this Valentine's week, don't forget that we at Good Cannabis love you, Alaska.
1: And far north tokers would like to thank Good Cannabis for sponsoring the podcast. Friday and Saturday, 10 to 11. Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 10. 356 Old Steese Highway, Fairbanks, Alaska. 907 452 5463. Good Cannabis. Here's Token. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Hey, Lee. Welcome back to Far North Tokers.
0: Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, i'm doing great I, I it came such as a shock to read in high times over the last week that things are going crazy with you guys down there and it, you guys have been living it so it's not popping up on my radar last time i saw you was june may something like that last year and there was a a mistrial that's great flare. Yeah. so let's and then from our update i was talking to someone yesterday well, i'm going to be talking to lee tomorrow the guy at the international church uh, of cannabis and they're like well they're just going to shut that down if we started up here and I'm like well, that's what's going on with Lee that's why we got to pay attention to what's going on down there
0: right right well yeah i mean basically the way it works here in colorado is it's it's illegal to smoke in public period and a church is considered to be a public space so when we had our 420 celebration last year basically we had 11 undercover cops were sent to the celebrations to try and get in a couple of them got in therefore they they said that it wasn't a public it was a public event because they were able to get in even though they basically were gate crashing
1: yeah can you explain that a little bit lee i can't explain
0: it you said under undercover what was what was going on there we had a a 420 event that was we we used in uh, event bright invitations it was uh, a private event that you had to have gotten an invitation to, so you needed to have either come to the church personally or been someone, you know, that we know to invite you. So that was straight up infiltration, then. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They, I mean,
1: someone, someone tried. They got a, they got an invite yeah. somehow. Or they were under were, ugh, I'm so confused about this right now so they spent time getting to know you guys and like a FBI state uh, Yeah,
0: I mean who knows what they. but uh, yeah, they basically sent a bunch of cops in a couple got in they said it was uh, not a, it was not a private event so fast forward to us then uh, being uh, being accused of firstly uh, consuming cannabis in public space but also falling foul of the Colorado Clean uh, Indoor Air Act, which was originally written for to protect people from tobacco. You know, people that worked in a place uh, where people were smoking tobacco, mm. so that they wasn't, you know, didn't have to smoke tobacco. Whereas, you know, here that doesn't really apply because there's no, not not a single person walks through the door without knowing a exactly what we are or wanting to be a part of it. So, other than the cops, I guess. Did you know any of the people who turned coat, or were they friends of yours? No, I mean it was all, it was just uh, just cops, that was it? You know, it was just, so I oh, don't right. know. So I—so basically, yeah, we ended up gotcha. in, court, in the courtroom. The various police officers were all, you know, subpoenaed for the day. So that's a whole wasted day of police officer time for a bunch of cops. They got a, a jury of twenty-one people, a, a jury pool of twenty-one that they brought forward, to, to which we had to get down to a degree of six. The way it works is that as the prosecution can dismiss six members of the jury, uh, the defense can six, dismiss six members of the jury, and then the judge can also dismiss members of the jury as he see he or she sees fit because of uh, he doesn't think they can be fair or whatever. Did jury nullification ever come up? There's no jury nullification in Colorado. It's not legal. Um, oh, wow. But what did happen was that as the jury's trying to select the jury, you know, you had members of the jury literally standing up saying just – I don't understand what's happening here. You know, you're you're wasting taxpayer money trying to uh, convict these people of something that we already voted to be legal. This is ridiculous. You know, another member of the jury basically stood up there and – because what happened was because there was no evidence of actually me – or any of my two co-defendants having actually smoked on 420. Right? There was there was no evidence of it at all, and one of the reasons being was I actually didn't smoke until everyone else had gone home. Yeah, once everyone had gone home and we'd got wow. and you know we'd done with the press and we'd got everything cleared up and the day was over, I sat back and enjoyed myself here in the chapel and you know did my thing, but. So there was no evidence of me smoking. But they just presumed I would have been smoking, so issued me a, t- a citation. Yeah. So then when they realized they didn't have any evidence of us actually having done anything, then they then they tried to, instead of convicting us to municipal court, they tried to take us through county court because then they could do this thing, use a legal theory of uh, complicity. And there's this legal theory of complicity that if you make – a situation that someone else can break the law, and you knew that that's what they intended to do, then you can be found guilty of that. So, because. Mm, yeah, so right as there. we are like basically created this space, you know, where people could come and you know, consume that cannabis sacrament, you know, they're saying, well, then you're complicit with the crime of them smoking. Yeah. And you had a member of the jury just stood up and just went, well, so you're telling me you're trying to convict them for something that another adult adult did making an adult choice. And i like, yeah, and, there, and there, she's just like, this, this was a jury member at first who I thought I was going to dismiss because she seemed too conservative. She's just like, this is ridiculous. You know, so, and, then, and we had jury members making these statements. So it got down to the point that uh, we ended up with five members of the jury, only five out of 21. Who said that they could be fair, which isn't enough to actually seat a full jury of six. So then the judge had to call a mistrial. So we had a mistrial, and then the next date that we could all get back together again to hold the trial is July the 11th. When the city attorney's office have already said they want to see they want a jury pool of 50 to pick from next time, just to make sure that they this, this problem doesn't come up again wow they really they delay you guys what uh four yeah so that means that it will been 15 months since the date of the crime they're trying the charges for which is on 420 of last year and we'll have another 420 uh good i i was gonna ask you that so you guys are still planning your
1: 420 um, gathering again of course Dab Lab AK winner of Cannabis Classic 2017 Alaska's best glass shop and there's no doubt as to why high quality American made glass none of this cheap import stuff with the best CBD and accessories available on the market all in a comfortable professional setting at competitive prices support local College Road Fairbanks Dab Lab AK special this week Tuesday Wednesday the 12th and 13th before Valentine's Day 20% off sale that's right Make sure get down and get those gifts for your significant other. Happy Valentine's Day. That's Dab Lab AK thirty four ten College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. ten to nine, Sunday through Thursday, open till eleven Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs. Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red Lyrical Sticker. Let's even talk about the International Church of cannabis first let's let's let people know about that in elevation Sure.
0: Is so yeah basically uh we're the international church of cannabis we're here in denver colorado we've uh, we officially opened our doors on 4 20 of 2017 although our famous painting uh, on the roof and in ceilings and others were done in 2016 and we've been here since 2016 so we've been basically in colorado for about three years we'll meet in the church the religion there are elevationists and what we do is we use uh the sacrament of cannabis in our individual spiritual growth so if, anybody is welcome to join us as long as they're accepting of that and then they can join us for church services. You know, weekly services here we have had now for uh, about two years or so. Our congregation is open, we're non-denominational, we're multi-faith, so anybody is welcome to join us as long as they use cannabis as a sacrament in their spiritual life. So that's really what we are as elevationists here at the church. We're, you know, very peaceful, we're very quiet, you know, we don't cause any problems with our neighbors. But the city of Denver has uh, continued to prosecute us now for about two years uh, uh, over our opening event on 420 when we had a grand opening event. And they're still prosecuting us for that. The trial was split into two after a mistrial last time. Mistrial declared for Denver Cannabis Church
1: leaders charged with open and public marijuana consumption from the cannabis. March 1st, 2018. Alex Pascariello. The prosecution of leaders of the Denver Cannabis Church on charges of open and public consumption of marijuana didn't make it past jury selection Wednesday. Denver County Court Judge Fred Rogers declared a mistrial for International Church of Cannabis founders Steve Burke, Lee Malloy, and Briley Hale after city prosecutors decided they couldn't seat a six-person jury. The three defendants each face a misdemeanor charge of open and public consumption of marijuana and violating the Colorado Clean Indoor Act. They were issued citations following a an April 20th, 2017, undercover Denver police sting conducted during their church's private invitation-only 420 celebration, at which many of the 200-plus attendees smoked marijuana in designated consumption areas. The municipal case is being prosecuted in Denver County Court, so city attorneys can argue that the three church leaders were complicit in fostering open and public consumption marijuana by those attending the event. Of the 21 people called for the six-person jury, one was dismissed for a medical condition, Two were dismissed when they said their stance on marijuana precluded them from upholding the juror's oath. Seven of the remaining 18 in the poll were challenged for cause during the two-hour selection process that saw four potential jurors openly questioned. Senior Assistant City Attorney Rebecca Tata's theory of the case. With the larger county court juror poll having been released for the day and with neither side willing to relinquish their three preemptory challenges allowing each legal team to dismiss jurors deemed unacceptable, just five possible jurors remained and a mistrial was declared. Never seen that, the defendant's attorney Warren Edson said of the array of people that questioned the prosecutor's legal theory during jury selection. Hopefully this is a wake-up call for the city that this case isn't an open and shut matter they think that it is. One member of the jury pool questioned why seven police detectives were on the prosecution's witness list for a misdemeanor marijuana case. Another said he didn't think tax dollars should be spent prosecuting such cases. Still another prospective juror said she struggled to understand why the city was pursuing the complicity argument when she had witnessed Denver police officers ignore open and public consumption of marijuana in city venues. Have you ever been to Red Rocks? she asked Watada. Following the declaration of mistrial, the defendants waived their right to a speedy trial and a new date was set for July 11th. Watada asked the judge to request a 50 person poll from which to select the six member jury for the next go around. She declined to comment about the ongoing case. The new trial will take place nearly 15 months after two undercover Denver police detectives breached the International Church of Cannabis to private. Invitation only, 420 festivities. The church at 400 South Logan Street is the headquarters of Elevation Ministries, a Colorado nonprofit religious organization that claims cannabis as its primary sacrament. To date, there have been at least six hearings on the case. Though each of the three defendants faces two misdemeanor charges, the case could set an important precedent for Colorado's cannabis laws. Amendment 64, the voter approved constitutional measure that legalized marijuana in 2012, states that personal marijuana use is allowed by adults 21 and older except when conducted openly and publicly or in a manner that endangers others. As the state approaches five years of legal recreational marijuana sales, open and public consumption has yet to be defined by the state's task force on the implementation of Amendment 64, the legislature, or in the courts. This, I think, the first time we're going to have a jury decide what is open and public consumption, Edson said. We have case law about what's open, we have case law about what's public, but we don't have case law about what's both. And that's big. While a conviction in the municipal case imposed a maximum penalty of just $300, Edson said it could have dire consequences for its clients and their nascent church. Public consumption is a nuisance crime in Denver, he said. So a conviction allows the city to file forfeiture papers on the church property. I think that's where this is heading, he said when asked why the city was pursuing the case. Outside the courtroom, Burke said that the undercover police sting, charges brought against him and his cohorts, and ongoing prosecution constitute religious persecution. He also vowed to mobilize the church's 2,000 plus Denver metro area members to hold local politicians accountable for police resources and tax dollars being used for marijuana prosecution. The entire circus is a travesty, he said. Right, and and let's talk about that briefly because I'm really disappointed in the jury now. The first time we have kudos for the jury, right? What yeah. actually happened? The jury just said we're just not doing it, and the judge said, "Okay, this is we're done. We can't find a jury. We're going to reconvene at a later time."
0: That that yeah. That basically in terms of the first mistrial, what happened was that the jury started making arguments for the defense from the jury box. You <laughs> oh know, wow! Asking questions about you know, for example, uh, one juror stood up and said, "Look, I go to Red Rocks a lot to go and see uh, shows. You know, there are always people smoking cannabis at Red Rocks. Always." We've had people from the stage. Snoop Dogg does a you know, 420 show every year uh, and invites people to join him at 420 and smoke. You know These are all city-owned properties with city police officers, security guards. So why aren't they being prosecuted? Why are you prosecuting this church? And these were the questions being asked by the jury before we even started the trial, at which point, you know, after a while, it became that we couldn't see the jury and uh, the judge had to declare a mistrial. So...
1: So that was in May of last year.
0: That was the early, yeah, that was sort of, yeah, about that time last year.
1: And then I saw you guys in June and you were all kind of, you were calm. Everything seemed to be kind of settled down.
0: Exactly. Everything was going pretty well. Uh, and then we split the cases so that we had, uh, two separate trials. So Steve, because Steve has an ownership, uh, his family has an ownership in the, in the actual building itself, had a different lawyer and a slightly different defense. Uh, so he went first last month. The jury came in on the 1st of February and, and they found him guilty on, on both charge, charges put against him which were uh, going up against the Colorado Clean Indoor Air Act and also complicity to allow people to smoke cannabis inside of a building publicly or something like that. It was kind of a ridiculous charge.
1: What were the arguments put up for the defense?
0: arguments put up for the defense is we we went to the city attorneys we sat down with them with our attorneys who were some of the most you know biggest lawyers in colorado who actually wrote amendment 64 to make rec legal you know they, we, they wrote that bill so they were knowledgeable about what was going on uh, we sat down with them and the city attorneys so the attorneys told us how we should proceed with the uh, event to make sure we were in compliance with the law and we did our best in good faith to do that um you know so we went through a process of you know, emailing our invitations, you know, would check everyone's idea at the door. Everyone had to have a, an invitation in hand. You know, there was a, these things that we had to do. And, an and we did that was
1: wasn't it? Just having yeah. the, it was an invitation. And so yeah. you have one of the key witnesses saying that there was public consumption was someone who crashed the party?
0: Yeah. I mean basically the, the Denver uh, police decided it was – now you got to put this into uh, context – there are about ten police detectives on the on the denver county I believe uh marijuana squad okay They used eight to come here on fall twenty of two thousand and seventeen mm. uh, to to sort of infiltrate this place uh, eight out of ten so it 's like it was a massive persecution of us you know there, there was no need to do that, so out of the eight that came, four did get tickets and everything in advance themselves and got in the door with their tickets. Two were turned away at the door because they didn't have any invitations or anything. They didn't have anything. They showed up. They tried to bribe. They were in. They gave evidence, as such, in the courtroom that they tried it. But they were turned away because they didn't have their invitations. So there's six out of the eight. One was out of charm their way in past one of the uh, volunteers earlier in the day during a public open time to get to be invited back later. You know, so that's kind of a half an invitation. It was a personal invitation. And then the other one basically said. I'm with him when he walked in with his friend, didn't show his, inv- his invitation even though he was registered for one. So basically, none of the cops really got in without invitations, but they're claiming it was public and open because they kind of were able to be a little bit sneaky or one of them was able to sneak their wearing it. So it was a very bogus argument mm-hmm. being made on behalf of the city, but the problem is you bring a bunch of cops up, you know, and, you know people, who, do they, who do people believe? And so when you've got like, rich uh people that live in the neighborhood and are worried about their property values and a bunch of cops are coming up saying oh yeah no, i got in then uh you know i guess that's the way the jury crumbles so to speak the
1: north bowl refinery is here to provide alaska with the finest quality cbd available on the market today they carry a wide range of cbd oils tinctures capsules patches, edibles, lotion, bath bombs, vape pens, pet tincture, and bulk CBD isolate. The North Pole Refinery is a distributor to these fine locations. Smokin' Deals in Fairbanks, Anchorage, and Kenai, Nature's Relief, Grass Station 49, all locations, Wishful Things, Chena Hot Springs, Great Alaska Bud Company, Denali's Cannabis Cash, Uncle Herbs in Homer and Anchorage, The Frost Farm, Relief Alaska, with more locations coming soon. Check them out at www.thenorthbowlrefinery.com. The North Bowl Refinery, bringing you the finest CBD in Alaska. Right, I, I was reading something about the case where the jury was asking questions about what public consumption was and the judge Steps right in, and the judge defined it for them, which I found yeah, the interesting. the tra- The jury, the judge actually.
0: Tr- well, the judge gives jury instructions. So the jury, the case revolves around the idea of what is public, what is private. Eh? So the jury, so right. the judge is trying to say, well, this is, as far as I can see, how I how public and op- open and public should be defined. Eh? And he gave that up front, but he gave it early before it had really had a chance to be out by the opposition or the prosecution, I should say. Uh, you know, they argued it back and forth of, over his actual explicit instructions because the point of the – really the point of the case is to define what public and private becomes. You know, yeah, that's kind of where we're right. with that one. Well,
1: he was offered a plea deal too and one of the the things that I, I find courageous that we have to stick up to these unfair laws and he was – he could have pled out for a, what – he didn't even have to pay a fine, right? Community service He was something.
0: offered a plea deal which would have been community service and – a six months probation to which didn't take it at all uh, and they've mm-hmm. offered it and basically I've been offered the same deal which is slightly different because now instead of i I've been offered a $50 fine uh, because that's basically what he was fined you know the judge gave him the lowest mm-hmm. fine he could so my deal now is okay we'll give you $50 and six months probation but I'm not gonna take it because I have no intention of not no. being here on 420 uh, and celebrating our sacrament here with with my congregation and that will be within six months. And if these people want to start trying to pull these sting operations again, you know, the next time they could send me to jail. Whereas this, while I admit no guilt, I can fight it through the appeals court no matter what.
1: All right. And then again, have hopefully you have a, a stronger jury that the ones that believe that they have some serious power also. Like the first jury. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: to, to be honest with you, I would like to discuss uh, there, there is a, an issue with the jury that came up. From Westward. Jerry finds Cannabis
1: Church founder guilty in 420 party case. Thomas Mitchell, February 1st, 2019. On February 1st, at the end of a four day trial and almost two years of legal battles, International Church of Cannabis co founder Steve Burke was found guilty of public pot consumption in connection with a 420 party at the church in 2017. He was fined $50 for public pot use in violating the Colorado Clean Indoor Air Act. In an ongoing fight over the definitions of private and public, the Denver City Attorney's Office won this round. But the battle isn't over. Church co-founders Lee Malloy and Briley Hale are scheduled for trial on the same charges on February 12th. Hopefully the city attorney got their trophy and dropped the case against Briley and Lee, Burke said after the verdict came in. They had to double down on this and fight it all the way, though. And they weren't the only ones fighting. After Burke was pronounced guilty, a juror approached his attorney, Rob Corey, in tears and said, I fought my ass off for him. But the other jurors didn't listen. The whole time we were deliberating. Everyone else said guilty. After talking with the juror, Burke said he's considering filing for a mistrial. At the very least, he's likely to appeal the verdict.
0: But uh, until it's resolved in the next day or two, I'm not really at liberty to discuss it very much. Uh, But it could, you know, there was some concerns with how one of the jurors were treated.
1: No right I was I think I was reading about that where one of the jurors was saying that they wanted they said they fought like hell or fought yeah. fought for that to get him out of there and at my understanding in the jury pool you are a, as as a juror you are allowed to just say no not guilty and you're not allowed to be badgered you're, you're allowed to vote your conscience so that, that is disturbing correct. to me so I'm glad it you guys is, are going cr- after
0: it Yeah exactly and, and and you know the juror in question felt that they were being persecuted and beaten down so, and they suffer from uh, quite bad social anxiety so we're really not in any position to fight back and didn't feel that. Sure. So, Well that's where you got to
1: be protected. That's, that's, I'm glad you guys are putting that out and, and fighting for that. Yeah.
0: What did you, I mean it was the juror themselves that stepped forward and, and sort of claimed it was Uncle Fair and wanted to do something about it once they were away from those other jurors.
1: <laughs> Feeling so, safe.
0: Yeah. So we're going to see what happens throughout the next couple of days. Uh, some affidavits went in yesterday, so we'll see what the judge has to say about what went down there. If things go positive
1: for you guys, would that just be another mistrial then?
0: Potentially, yeah. or, at least, or at least strong grounds for um, an appeal. Right.
1: Well, that, that's just the whole point. To kind of make them see that it's not worth the fight. I mean, how much did they spend? How much did the city spend to get this 50 bucks?
0: It's hard to tell. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they've used a lot of time from um, the city right. attorney's office and just the wages you know, of the, the detectives yeah exactly they're dragging detectives off the street to come and f- uh, being sub- subpoenaed and not necessarily again uh, to, to give testimony and sitting around all day so you've got detectives who are losing also detectives who potentially are losing their undercover status and now are going to have to mm-hmm. you know we're going to have to pay for them to have new undercover identities you know new, yeah, no you kidding know, or you know, new because new, they're all sitting there in the courtrooms you know mm-hmm. telling what their undercover names are and what their undercover identity they're fighting is. cannabis yeah so i and i don't have any problem with the cops like no, i thought the cops in general were they're just like doing the job you know they're, and they're all kind of embarrassed to be there you know nobody wants to be doing this they know it's nothing Yeah, you know, I, I i so it's right, not it's the, their it's job not the cops it's they've been t- sent here from above from you know the city attorney's office and the, mayoral, the mayor's office so we have a, a new mayoral campaign in may there's an – we can keep pushing this back. There's an opportunity. If a new mayor is elected, they change their priorities and all of these people are out of office anyway and then, you know, it all goes away. Yeah. So, right. we can – you never know. That, that's what I, I
1: so love about this case going right now. I'm, I'm watching it. So, I guess you're not loving it so much but maybe you are because you are an activist and cannon warrior. The idea that this, this is representing something huge. You guys are fighting the on-site consumption debate right there before it hits every other state. And we're just getting ready to go through it in Alaska. I'm I'm watching you guys and you know our opponents are watching what's happening. They're just going to use the same language against us.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's really about defining the lines of what it means as an American for something to be open and public against what it means for something to be private. You know, we're, we're supposed to be free. We're supposed to have, you know, the land of freedom here where we can live our lives. And yet what we're finding is like they're trying to put these uh, oppression upon us by saying, no, that's now become public. Well, it's not public. I'm, this is my private space. You know, I'm sitting in the chapel. You sat here with me of, a, of our church alone speaking to you on the phone, but it's my space. Right. It's just the same as it was my living room, you know. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, how is that working with the way um, the Clean Indoor Air Act is working? I, I understand that there's some exemption for dwellings, so there's people that live yeah, there. Yeah, the well, that, was, and, that right? was
0: that was one of the the arguments being put forward because Steve, you know, has ownership in a property and it is zoned as a residency as well. Then that was one of the arguments put forward, but right. they didn't really buy it. Uh, you know. Well, it's zoned so,
1: residential, so.
0: Yeah, I mean it's owned, but it's primarily owned as a church, so they can just, you know, it's it's owned as both. You know, how about the freedom of religion? Freedom of religion doesn't come into this at this time, because when the case had started, the way it works with five hundred one c three organizations is that you can claim a religious exemption. No, you can just take it and say, okay, I'm a I'm a five hundred one c religious organization. I'm going to start working this way because no one has the right to take away talk to you about what your religion is or anything but what happens though is the irs do need to sign off on it right because you can you know you can make anything up mm-hmm. right so they do need to actually acknowledge it so that you can actually work within the irs system uh, as a religious organization so we are uh, a legitimate 501c religious uh, organization now we have been proved if you will by the irs but when the case was first put forward we hadn't been approved. So that meant that there was nothing, no paperwork, no paper trail that could prove it. You know, So it was kind of like the judge didn't allow it as a as an argument at that stage.
1: Gotcha. Your trial is Tuesday, Monday?
0: It was supposed to be on Tuesday the 12th.
1: Hmm. What's happening?
0: It's not going to be. I, I, I'm almost 100% sure it's not going to be. <laughs> You know, we're looking for continuance based on some other stuff that happened with Steve's trial, and also those issues around Briley, who's I'm co-defendant. She's on my ticket, you know. Mm-hmm. So then she's not here. So, uh, so we're not sure. I think that, I don't think it's going to. I'm um, positive it's not going to happen on Tuesday at this stage. I think. So, it, really moving forward, we'll see what the city decides to do. How the latest manoeuvres affect the judge's decision, whether he, you know, looks for an appeal, looks for a mistrial. And then whether he agrees to move forward with this case or he just throws this one out because, you know, the whole thing is just becoming a shit show for everybody at this stage.
1: Right. And, and everyone's watching. It's, it's becoming it's, – it's very important. It's right there. It's determining yeah. policy.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean for me, it's important to, 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 to figure out what that line is. You know, the line between public, public and private is really where it's at. And I, I don't think the city proved their case. I don't think they did. I think we got like a very, very biased jury pretty much. Uh, and, and if we had a jury from where everybody wasn't from the neighborhood, we might have had a different result, you know? So I think like, you know, it's just um, if we can define what public private is, that's going to be what the key thing is for everyone across the country, you know?
1: Do you feel how important your role is right now in that? Or is it something that you're, you're just living at and you can't? I, yeah.
0: I don't. Think, I don't see it as anything more than it's just another part of my job at this stage. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's been all, it's, it's years now. You know, yeah. I mean, it's years of doing this. So it's just kind of like oh, every now and again like, it comes up again, and I have to think about what it is we're doing and how we move forward. You know, and you know, with Steve as well, and obviously any other people that run this place that we're all trying to make this thing work together, and so. It's it's just more more like a thorn in the side, you know. You have to just, just get through it and just keep fighting through it and hope that it ultimately, you know, will will end up winning.
1: Your 420 yeah. party in, are you calling it a 420 party? What, what should I be calling it? Your anniversary party.
0: I think a 420 celebration is, okay. is is great. You know, I think that's really what it is.
1: So your 420 celebration in 2018, there was yep. no problems, right? There was no cops showing up. There were,
0: well, even if there were cops showing up, they left without bothering to come back or sh- or do anything about it. I yeah, don't know. It's
1: just this 2017 that's become this
0: pin. Yeah, it's huh? bec- it's become kind of ridiculous. Assuming that they're not that they have tried to get back in and haven't been able to just come in by nefarious means since. I, I don't know. I feel like I hope they're going to let us go, or not let us go, but see that you know they're on the wrong side of history, and okay, that's ultimately where we're at.
1: Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit, you're going to love this place, convenient access right off the highway. Special in-house strains, fine flower strains, Chocolope, Sourdough, Blue Kush, Big Smooth, Purple OG Kush, Fruity Pebbles, mmm, Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles by AK Frost and the Good Cannabis Gummies, head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis. Your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, China Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. it is it, it so is it, you you just are unfortunately the one well you don't feel like it doesn't sound like you sound unfortunate to be there if it sounds like you feel like you're in the right place at the right time so thank you for that
0: yeah i mean it's a lot of fun i mean at, at the end of the day it's a lot more fun than not doing this <laughs> oh, no, no, you,
1: you're living a, yeah, least, an interesting life for sure yeah what's going to happen now 2019 420 celebration any big plans
0: guests Uh, we haven't got big i don't think we've got any big guests actually lined up yet but we do have some nice stuff we uh finally finished all the paneling around the windows so we can actually have a blackout during the daytime and now we're going to have a a big uh like basically projector light show that that works with the the paintings on the ceilings to create different images and different lights Mm -hmm. and like to music and it's like you know it's this fantastic like uh extra level really, to get people to to come in and and look at that and like you know just we can actually extra, extra there. We don't really need it but I just, you know even with the very crude version that we set up just to try it, it is an incredible experience so i think we're gonna really the
1: pictures that everyone sees in magazines or on on the web of the inside of that church you just can it's amazing to look at on the pictures right. but then when you are standing in that church Wow! I, like I know, I was I, my breath was taken many times walking turning yeah. corners and incredible place yeah. to be in. Right, that's, that's that's good, man. I'm I'm gladly that that you're feeling confident in this and you guys are the one of the first out there doing it with this yeah. new legalization I mean, game.
0: Yeah, I mean we're gonna keep trying what we can, keep fighting good fight. You know, I think we're gonna definitely don't we're not gonna anyone here has the uh, any. In, uh, inclination to give up you know right. and and there's no reason to give up no. you know and, and i and i often say you know we we are standing on the shoulders of giants there are people that are in jail and will be in jail to for their lives because of marijuana and because you know they they, they, they sold it or they you know they got caught with it or whatever it might be you know and, and for me to not continue this fight for like a little final because some is ridiculous you know, how, how it would just be rude for me not to continue or rude for us not to keep fighting, you know, because so many people have given up so much more than we have.
1: It becomes bigger than you, doesn't it? Like it's not, it a, does. it's not Lee and Steve anymore. What, who's your co-defendant?
0: Briley is Briley. Be sitting with me. Yeah,
1: yeah. The three of you. And and from what I understood, you weren't, you weren't consuming that day. We had talked about that not,
0: before. Not, not, not during the day, because yeah. actually during the day, uh, I mean, basically we had, a, we had a three, four hundred people in and out running mm. around the place. We had, a, we had to maintain this secure system. You know, there's a lot of doors in this place. It's a big building. So I was on basically constant patrol that day. And until everybody had gone home... Letting all the police in, Lee. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, until everyone had actually gone home and the doors were closed, I was able to sit here and just like, hey, I am now, I like, can just smoke with some weed and chill and relax and get a feel for how that day went you know so yes i did i smoked weed on 420 of course i did it's 420 right. but i did not smoke weed during the day when other people were here in the building and that's the difference and so like i'll never say i will never plead guilty to doing something i didn't do right. so you know they, that's the position i'm starting from
1: is that um, the main difference between both of your trials
0: no the main difference the main difference really is the fact that steve or is that steve because he has ownership in the building uh-huh. could say it was his residence and his, his house and literally lives there I mean, he's got a bedroom, there, right? You know, I mean, you know um, So, you know, so that was it was a different, you know It was just wanted to make different uh, arguments from different attorneys, you know
1: And if the big one falls it could possibly affect yours then
0: yeah, I mean basically if he'd have been found uh, not guilty Then I would be very very shocked if they hadn't just dropped out uh, my case instantly Right. And just not move forward, but because it's kind of given them voided a little bit their confidence that they got the guilty play against Steve, and now we've got to do this again,
1: yeah yeah there's hope in that superhero juror that's that felt safe enough to come say something afterwards, and hopefully that goes somewhere wow, and yeah, anything else that's you okay. wanted to share?,
0: No, I think that's you all caught up for now, you all know, right. uh otherwise, you know, just let your listeners know that if anyone's in Colorado, come and visit us, you know we'd be more than happy to. Hang out and
1: get to know you. Uh, I would, I would love to send some ambassadors down, and we will definitely, I'll definitely hook that up. And you were so gracious giving that tour, man. I, one of the things that was funny about the end of that tour, I didn't get a chance to talk to you after that, was when you let me out the front door. Uh huh. That gate was locked. Oh yeah. Out there, I was, tr- I'm jumping over a fence trying to get out of there. All just really high at the time and trying, uh, trying to escape the church
0: I often um, would um, joke with people that that was the first stoner test to come in through that gate because uh. it was not actually locked it's just very weird to open you know? are you and, serious? Uh, yeah you can, it was totally openable it's never been locked it's just, it just had a really weird catch on it uh, which we've now changed because it was such a pain in the ass for everybody
1: <laughs> I wondered about that I wondered if you intentionally dropped me off there for some fun yeah or no, not just, really. okay it just happened it <laughs> yeah. was interesting for, regardless but i i yeah thanks again for letting me come walk through give me a tour of that place and it'll be a remember a memory i'll have forever and i'm going to send some more tokers down and when i am in great. denver again i will
0: be there absolutely great looking forward to seeing you
1: thanks lee good luck
0: all right thanks a lot take care Cheers, mate. See bye now
1: Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan Canvas on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to Midtoker at farnorthokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthokers.com. And now Patreon helps support the show financially at patreon.com slash midtoker. Here's token.